On to the next round. One step closer to a champion being crowned. But before we get there, I have to expound on the team in Minnesota that was thoroughly clowned. I'll start in the play-in, which wasn't expected. Carl Anthony Towns played awful, yet the team wasn't affected. In the post-game, you would have thought they won it all. Unfortunately for them, they still had to play more ball. They won game one and acted like fools. The Memphis Grizzlies watched and used it as fuel. In game two, Josh dad watched with a smile as his son and the Grizzlies won by a mile. In game three, the Wolves dominated. Too bad for them, the Grizzlies did not tolerate it. Two huge leads was not enough to succeed because John the Grizzlies refused to concede. In game four, they needed to do more because a 3-1 lead would be too much for this young team to endure. Back in Memphis, they gave it their best, but at the end of the day, they were not up for the test. In this series, the superstar's dad sat back and had a blast. Unfortunately for one, it would soon be their last. Game six was intense, full of suspense, but their lack of defense ended up being the reason they were dispensed. Yeah, I know I lied. I lied. I said that there wouldn't be any poems this week, but... I, I wasn't I wasn't thinking I was not thinking at all because uh, I said that I was going to do this for every team that got eliminated. And well, yeah, I take the weekends off for the Daily Show, but um, I guess this would be the first thing t to discuss. And that would be me staying true to my initial word. So I kind of just need to decide which word I wanted to stay true to. Do I want to stay true to not having any poems this week or to doing the eliminations as they come? So. That should be the only one. Good news. That should be the only one for the week. So, yeah, there's that. So, let's go ahead and discuss the um, end of the first round. Then, uh, second round's already started, so we'll get into that. Then, also have uh, the NFL draft and uh, some things that came over. Some things that happened uh, this weekend. Uh, let's see if I remember to get to all that. So, first, uh, Minnesota, um, they, they tried. They tried hard. Um uh, Memphis definitely toyed with them for much longer than they should have, but after game three, I believe, when they came back from two 25-point deficits and won the se or won those games, I was like, yeah, um, this this is uh this ain't gonna end well for the Timberwolves. Y'all know I was hoping for the Timberwolves to make it to the second round because that would have been a shootout, a lot of points would have been scored, Steph would have looked like a you know, I mean, Steph's still, you know, a legend, but Steph would have actually like showed that even more Jordan Poole probably would have had some 40 point games you know you know Andrew Wiggins that's his former team so he would have liked to show out that would have been a nice you know some storylines and everything and uh Draymond would have definitely 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 shattered every shred of confidence Carl Anthony Towns likes to act like he has uh so I mean it would it would have been entertaining uh enter entertaining sweep um this one's gonna be a hard fought I shouldn't say sweep I shouldn't say sweep I shouldn't say sweep. The politically correct answer would be to say five. So this will still be an entertaining series. But one thing about the or two things about that series that I want to discuss about the end of that series. Um, first of all, this Memphis team, I loved it in the regular season when they were getting on everybody's ass and, you know, talking shit and oh, we want all the smoke. We going up the chimney, yada, yada, yada. But now y'all going against the big dogs. Y'all going against my warriors. 
So I'm going to need y'all to dial all that shit back. Y'all ain't accomplished shit. Y'all ain't done shit. Now, again, I know a lot of people felt the same way about the Warriors back in 2015. Now, I wasn't really an open Warriors fan then. I was closeted. I was still a Laker. I was still a Laker up until they decided to go in a different direction. But uh, So, yeah, I'm all in on the Warriors now. So, Ja, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain, I need y'all to dial that shit all the way back. Y'all ain't done shit. Y'all ain't nobody. We are them. You are you. Yes, I think I'm on the team. Um, the I guess I guess is, is that still the gritty the dance that uh uh Ja does uh whatever the dance does um first I mean everybody was on his ass because basically I mean it did kind of look like he was twerking when he was on his dad and that was that was you know that, that was awkward um but doing it on well. Oh, no, it was on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be interested to see how that plays out because they have us believe that Carl Anthony Towns' dad and John Morant's dad are like, I guess, friends or obviously friendly. But I wonder what that relationship is with John Cat because that, uh, that dancing on the logo, I mean, let's just be honest. The Timberwolves are a young team. I don't think that they're going to think anything of it. But, um,. Most other people and teams would definitely take that as some form of disrespect. And I ain't gonna lie to you. I know that they don't have them in it. I know they're above that. But I would love nothing more than to see Steph Curry hitting that same shit on, on their logo. But, you know, I mean, if that was football, shit would have ended well. Not ended well. Like, y'all know what happened when T.O. went to the star. And, like, imagine a nigga just hitting the gritty on that shit. Didn't Juju Smith-Schuster? No, no, no. Ain't nobody been doing nothing that crazy. He did it in the end zone. He didn't do it. Well, he did do it, apparently. No, that was Jackson Mahomes. All right, I'm all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but that was that was some wild shit. Um, and Dylan Brooks, like, I could go on for about 30 minutes on your ass, but I'm paused. But I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that, Dylan Brooks. Um, but another thing that really just drove me fucking crazy and was just the funniest thing in the world carl anthony towns as he's leaving the arena is um he's waving to the crowd blowing them kisses as if these niggas was like as as if they just lost game seven of the nba finals by like a last second buzzer beater and as if he dropped like 50 30 12 6 8 like, I, I really, I really, I really hate, I, oh God, Minnesota just has problems. The only bright spot in Minnesota is Anthony Edwards, and it's unfortunate that he has to be surrounded by all this dysfunction, all this fake bravado, uh, the cold, that nigga's from Georgia, he gotta be up in fucking Minnesota in the winter and shit. I feel bad for Anthony Edwards, I really do, I really, really do. D'Angelo Russell, you're making me look like a fool, so I, uh... I I'm I uh, uh Timberwolves have the pieces for me to be a fan, but they I I just I don't know what the fuck got into Carl Anthony Towns. Like he's walking around as if he's Kevin Garnett, and I hope Jordan Woods never leaves him. I really do. I really do because like I really Carl. I don't want to say it, but Carl looks like that that that. That will end his career. That would end his career. I don't think Carl has that second gear to just be like, oh, okay, like, let's just say hypothetically shit happens. They break up for Carl to just go fucking just go bang on a bitch. You know what I'm saying? That 
might I'm, I'm not talking about domestic violence but like i just want that nigga to just go dark like just be a fucking menace just uh i don't want to say kobe but i guess i just just that killer mentality just that fuck it mentality, better yet, just that fuck it mentality. If Carl had that, but he he's trying to put on as if he has that, but like we all know that's fake. Like that's not that's not you. Like I saw like somebody said like Carl acts like the way he thinks a tough guy acts. Uh, I don't. I ain't nobody was waving back at Carl either. That was the funny shit. Like that, that was that was not acknowledging Carl like that. That shit was fucking hilarious. Like this, oh, this nigga needs some help. This nigga needs some help. This nigga needs some help. Um, the self fulfilling prophecy of modern women. I think that'll be a cliffhanger, guys. I think we'll talk about that tomorrow. I think we'll talk about that tomorrow. Um. Yeah, we'll come back to these. So, okay. So, the second round of the playoffs has started. And as we just talked about, the Timberwolves are eliminated by the Memphis Grizzlies. So, the Memphis Grizzlies are in the second round of the playoffs. And because I'm a Warriors fan, that is going to be the game that I want to discuss first. First and foremost, Jordan Poole continues to shine. I... I really, really hope that they find a way to keep him. I need to look at his contract. I don't think, I think they would have been talking about it every shot he makes if he was an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. But at some point in time, he's earned a check. So hopefully uh, we'll be able to retain him. Uh, we do not win that game today without Jordan Poole playing the way he does. Not at all. And that he was fucking like a 31, 8 and 8, I think, something like that, or 31, 8 and 7. Like we, we do not win that game without Jordan Poole. Um, masquerading as Steph Curry, so appreciate that. Uh, Clay Thompson was absolutely awful. Now, he was in foul trouble, and Clay's definitely a rhythm type of player, so he wasn't really able to really get into any type of rhythm. Uh, he made his first three of the... No, he didn't make the first. He missed a bunch of shots in the first quarter. I think he missed, he made his first one and then missed everything after that. And uh, Clay... Um, I was invested. I'll say that I was in. I was emotionally, emotionally, emotionally invested. I was very much emotionally invested in Clay Thompson making two free throws um, in today's game, and um, he managed to only attempt two free throws and make zero. Clay Thompson, you know how many free throws I made today? Exactly. But he did come up big. He did come up big and make the, I guess, de facto game-winning shot. Um, that would be a LeBron James clutch shot. Um, a LeBron James game winner. Um, Clay Thompson was able to step up, and he was able to do that for us. Uh, Steph's been trashed to the free throw line, too. I'm, I'm actually somewhat concerned. Hopefully, this isn't some type of foreshadowing for the future, because like things like this typically happen. They typically lay breadcrumbs of things that are going to be very, very, very important at the most important times. I'll be goddamn to Steph. Of course, it's going to be that. In the same season that Steph Curry becomes the all-time three-point scorer, or all-time three-point champ, or whatever the fucking... You know what the fuck I'm talking about. The same season he does that, he ends up blowing a big game because of fucking free throws. Uh, I want to be wrong, but it just always ends up that way. Um, I want to talk about the officiating. Um, because the players aren't allowed to do it, they'll get fined. Um, it was very, very clear 
early in that game that um, it was not in the best interest of, um, I guess we'll have to say, the NBA. It appears the NBA had a different script and a different plan for today's game. And um, the Warriors still found a way, that's how great they fucking are, still found a way to overcome playing against the Grizzlies and the refs. Now, Jerry Jackson Jr. did his absolute best to actually, like, beat the Warriors on the floor. But they definitely had some help with the niggas with whistles. Um... That was that was atrocious. I've not seen a game that poorly officiated since the 2016 NBA Finals. Game six specifically. I mean, again, I'll say this every time I talk about it. Just go go look at go to YouTube, type in game six, 2016 NBA Finals, Steph Curry fouls. You tell me what you see. You tell me if those are normal calls that a referee would call. On a league MVP. On a unanimous league MVP. The only unanimous league MVP. In the NBA Finals. We all know superstars get preferential team treatment. Superstars get favorable calls. I saw Chris Paul commit like 18 offensive fouls. And somehow they called the foul on the other team. Because he was Chris Paul. And the other guy was Jose Alvarado. Or Herbert Jones or CJ McCollum. Not an all-star Chris Paul. We see LeBron James get away with offensive fouls every single night. Now they won't give him the call, so I guess that balances out. Well they'd often they don't give him the call as often. Um but I guess that balances it out. Um we saw Joel Embiid literally almost take Chris Boucher's life. But somehow Chris Boucher gets called with the foul. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There are some things that shouldn't be called, especially in the playoffs. And there's just some things you don't call on certain players. I'll give one more example. Kobe Bryant could have committed murder one in his last game. There was no way in hell he was going to foul out of that game. Kobe Bryant could have literally snapped Gordon Haywood's legs in half before it actually happened. Yeah. Um yeah, you get the point. You get you get the point. You you get my fucking point. Not only Clay had three fouls in the first quarter. Steph had three fouls in the first half. I don't think they're all in the first quarter. Jordan Poole had two fouls. Oh no, not Jordan Poole. Gary Payton, who started, who was gonna be their main person guarding John Morant, had two fouls in the first quarter. And then we get to Draymond Green's ejection. What they described what happened, they said there was a wind-up to the face and then threw him to the ground. Like, the way they described what happened and what actually happened are two completely different things. If you just read on paper, or if somebody's just a a transcription of, like, what they said happened, you would think Draymond Green should be in some type of county jail right now. And then you see the play and you're like, all right, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll give him his free throws. But you're going to eject Draymond Green. The refs did everything they could. They did everything they could to give this game to the Memphis Grizzlies. And because the Warriors were able to overcome it, 
You can only expect the worst in game two. Hell, they might have Tim Donahue ref this game. As a matter of fact, Tim Donahue does have a, a Netflix documentary coming out later this year when they talk about, well, the rigging of NBA games. You think that, you know, people are just talking, uh, getting on soapboxes about conspiracies and everything. Oh, no, there's some real ass shit. It's some real life, legitimate ass shit. Games are being fixed by NBA referees. Now, are they doing it for their off their own volition or are they following orders and instructions? Tim Don is Scott Foster is documented. He's in the court documents on the Tim Donahue case. And Scott Foster, to my knowledge, has not missed an NBA game since he started in the 90s. How are you a part of this case where it was clear that games were being fixed and you haven't missed a day of work in 20 plus years? You tell me. You tell me. But anyway, Warriors overcame it. Um, I do want to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, I am a fan of Jaron Jackson Jr. because of what he's able to do. He's an elite shot blocker. Uh, as far as on-ball defense, I mean, he's not bad, but shot blocking is really what makes him. And he's 6'11", and obviously what we saw today, he can knock down a couple of threes. Uh, I have I was actually asked earlier this week, um, who would I want to build, like, uh if I had to pick a big man to build my team around, who would it be? And I named like six or seven. And Jaron Jackson Jr. was one of them. Absolutely. Oh, well, I think the question was, you can't have, uh, you can't pick Joel Embiid. You can't pick uh, Jokic. Who would you pick? And like, I had a list of like six or seven guys. And Jaron Jackson Jr. is definitely on that list. Uh, he is a new age big man. Now, I would like to see him play under the basket, obviously defensively a little bit more. Um, but he's... The game's change. You can't just really camp out down there. But he still finds a way to affect the game the way he does, leading the league in blocks. Um, mostly because Anthony Davis was hurt this year. But still, I, I fuck with Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, th- and his absence last year was severely missed. Um, I, I was fearful of them last year. Actually, maybe he did come back in the playing game. I don't remember. It was so long ago. And I don't remember if he came back in the playoffs. I don't. I think he tore his meniscus and was out for a long, 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 long time. But I, I, I do fuck with Jaron Jackson Jr. Really, really, really do. Really do. Um, the other game today was the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. Last we saw the Boston Celtics, the uh, they were sweeping the Brooklyn Nets, and last we saw the Milwaukee Bucks, they were dominating the Chicago Bulls. Now, there was earlier, like I've discussed, in, towards the end of the year, um, there is speculation that the Bucks decided to tank the last game so that they could avoid the Brooklyn Nets, um, and that they did, but it did cost them home court in this series. Well, how quickly they got home court back. Giannis... I'm trying really, really, really hard to not give him the credit as the best player in the NBA because if I do that, then I have to say it's not Steph. So, yeah. Giannis had a terrible night shooting. And, well, I don't want to say well shooting because obviously he doesn't really shoot. But in the box score, he didn't really make a lot of shots. But that's just a credit to the defense that the Boston Celtics play. They're a... Very, 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 very good defensive team. Um, Al Horford played, in my opinion, the defensive game of his life 
for what he was able to do against Giannis. Um, I don't like Marcus Smart, but obviously he's a defensive player of the year. Takes a lot of charges. That nigga mashes the B button. Any any nigga that takes a charge in real life, like yeah, you. Uh, uh, I mean, also any nigga that I don't know which one I hate more: a nigga that takes a charge in real life or a nigga that takes it in two K. Um, but yeah, they do call that defense. So that's what you call winning. A nigga's nuts in your face. I hate to see what you call losing. Um, now I do want to see, was this just an off night for the Celtics or is this a sign of things to come? Now, the way that the Bucks were playing them defensively, they had a lot of open threes. In fact, they took 50 threes today. Um, now obviously if they would have made half of those, they probably win the game. I think they were like 12 for 50 or 18 for 50 or something like that. Uh, so, you know, if if you're going to take a majority of your shots behind the three-point line and you're only going to make like a third of them, would that be a third? Three divided by five. Yeah, less than a third. Yeah, yeah. Less, yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, well. Okay, a little over a third if they took 50 because, yeah, it'd be 36%. Um, and I guess you could kind of live with 36%. You're gonna have to up that if you're taking that many sh- three for threes. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to up that percentage. Um, so, Giannis is gonna get somebody hurt, dog. But I don't have a problem with it. Well, I mean, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. But the, I, I always hear that like the jokes and everything. How Giannis obviously he just runs and dunks and uh, he's playing football out there. But I never really understood it when people say he's playing football out there. Well, boy, I saw it today. That nigga ran 14 and 15 power the entire game. The entire game. And it was hilarious. Now, I am scared because if, they, if it is Warriors and the Bucks in the finals, there is absolutely no answer for Giannis. Like, Draymond, yeah, there's no answer for Giannis. None. 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 Uh, that would be a problem for us. Drew Holiday would match up well against Steph or Jordan Poole, but luckily he can't guard them both. Um, yeah, it'll be entertaining. It'll be entertaining. Milwaukee and Golden State. Yeah, it'll be entertaining. But uh, I mean, obviously, I'd be rooting for Golden State. But I'm really, really, really becoming a fan of Giannis. Really, really, really am. Chris Middleton is the biggest loser in all this, in my opinion, though, because uh, the Bucks have not missed a beat. And whenever I do watch the Bucks, Chris Middleton, with the exception of like one or two games last year. What's this guy really do for real? Like, I don't understand how he's making in the All Star games. Like, I just, I, I, he, he, to me, presents no value. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris Middleton. Like, honestly, I said it today and I'll say it again here. Chris Middleton might have just, and this is great news for the, and I'm just throwing this out there because I would hate to see it, but, and I mean, obviously, I'm sure the contracts don't match up, but. Chris Middleton for Taylor Horton Tucker Jr. Seems like a fair trade to me at this point. Seems like both teams will win. Uh, THT would go to the Bucks. The Bucks would get, you know, a solid, capable defender, ball handler, can shoot a little bit. Um, and the Bucks would get a, what, a fringe all-star. I mean, the Bucks, the Lakers would get a fringe all-stars. And, I mean, you know they love collecting all-stars. Um, but that to me, THT is is Chris Middleton's value. Um, I would love for him to come back and prove me wrong, but uh, he he doesn't really move the ball well. He's kind of a ball stopper. He doesn't make as many shots as I feel that he should. 
I don't really, I wouldn't consider him that great of a defender, but maybe I'm just not paying attention to him. He's long. Uh, yeah, he's long. I'll give you that. Pause. Um, but yeah, Chris Middleton is proving more and more game by game to be absolutely useless to the Milwaukee Bucks. So, yeah. Like, you know, like, you know how in the regular season, like, you know, teams can win a couple of games without their without their second best player, third best player, you know, like you can you can, you know, hold down the fort for a bit. But they always say, oh, they, I mean, this ain't going to work in the playoffs. Like, I mean, they, they definitely want to be at full strength in the playoffs. You know, well, the, they just busted the Celtics ass at home or on the road without Chris Middleton. Like, it seems like everybody kind of understands their role more when Chris Middleton's not there. If Drew Holiday is more aggressive, and I think that's better for the team overall when Drew Holiday is aggressive. Not too aggressive, because obviously Giannis needs to do what he does, but uh, uh, Chris Middleton, I mean, maybe you come back and show us why you matter. But that's just me. Um, Phoenix and Dallas, go ahead and preview it because uh, obviously I'll be reacting to it tomorrow. Uh, things that I'm excited for in this series is JaVale McGee. Uh, yeah, I'm starting there. JaVale McGee. I am a huge fan of JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee, according to Advanced Analytics, is one of the best bigs in the NBA. Whenever he, he doesn't play much, but when he does play, he capitalizes on every single minute that he is in the game. And for a fantasy pr- perspective, I love JaVale McGee. I absolutely love Jamal McGee. Like, I mean, he's he's never gonna cost too much. He's always gonna he like he always produces. He all like if you play any types of fantasy basketball, daily fantasy basketball, JaVel fucking McGee. JaVel McGee. I fuck with JaVel McGee. Always have, always will. Um also in this Phoenix vs. Dallas series, um, I hate Chris Paul. I really, 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 really really hate Chris Paul. Unfortunately, though, Luka is not much of a defender. Uh, now, I don't know if Chris is going to exploit that or if Chris is just going to play his game. Um, obviously, he'll do whatever you know needs to be done for them to win the series, but he has a mismatch damn near every time. Now, granted, Luka is much taller than Chris, but Chris has gone against taller players his entire career. So... I hate that he has a favorable matchup. I just want Luka to make this nigga look like a fool. I just want them to dominate. Um, now, I was looking to the season series with these two teams, and the Phoenix Suns did sweep the season series 3-0. But in two of the three, Luka did not play. And in the one that Luka did play, it was before the trade deadline, so they still had Chris Stubbs. So this team's a bit different. They had uh, added Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, I don't know who else they added or if they... Obviously, Spencer Dinwiddie was the key piece. Um, do they still run that three guard lineup? Does one of them come off the bench? I, I didn't really pay too much attention to how the Mavs were playing in the first round once Luka returned because it was the Utah Jazz. Like that series was NBA TV or should have been NBA TV. Unfortunately, they got primetime billing. So, yeah. And also, um, in that one game that Luka did play against them, he did have eight turnovers. So, is that going to be indicative of what we're going to see in this in this series? I don't know. Um, unfortunately, that did make me lose hope that um, the Suns dominated them in the way they did. But again, it was the regular season. And I mean, hell, the Warriors um, lost the season series to the Nuggets. They lost the season series to the Grizzlies. Um, so, I mean, we've proven to see that, you know, season series doesn't always or oftentimes mean jack shit. 
Um, but I, I'm definitely rooting for the Mavs in this series. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And uh, last but not least, and I did go out of order because I guess if we're going in order, I should have done Miami versus Philly first. Um, but the keys in this series, obviously injuries, injuries all around. Obviously, there's a big injury to Joel Embiid. He's going to be out. I believe they just said he's going to be out minimum the first two games. Um, and then uh, Kyle Lowry's out. Now, obviously, they can manage without Kyle Lowry, but definitely you, you would like to have him in. Um, who else? There was somebody else. Jimmy Butler's questionable, but I mean, I'm I'm sure he's going to play. There's somebody else that was. Maybe I'm missing out. I don't know. But James Harden. I am very, very, very intrigued to see what James Harden do we get. Is James Harden still capable of being that guy that he was with the Rockets? Is Therese Maxey going to have to give you 20 plus points a game? DeAndre Jordan's obviously. I'm, uh, how would DeAndre Jordan fare against Bam Adebayo? How will he fare against Dwayne Dedman? Can DeAndre Jordan still play basketball? I mean, he's been bounced around the past three years. Um, so this is going to be a bit of a uh, possibly redemption story for him and James Harden. Uh, I really I really want to see the James Harden that we saw back in the day. Now, granted, those are regular season games. We haven't. No, we I mean, we, he typically flames out in the playoffs, but he's. He's had some good playoff games, so will he be able to hold down the fort, put together a string? Can they steal one in Miami? And if Joel is does actually come back after two games, will they have a chance? There's a lot of questions, a lot of injuries. I mean, hell, the Hawks were able to get one game. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gonna I think it's very clear that Miami's gonna win this one, so sucks. Sucks that they're not a full strength, but y'all are y'all already knew that. We've already talked about that. Well, not we, but the world's talked about that. Y'all know what it is as far as that's concerned. Um so I've been going back to the gym, y'all. I, I mentioned the other day I was gonna, you know, get back on the uh whole gym thing. Last month it was focusing on cardio. Now I'm getting back in the gym, trying to get that, you know, summertime's just around the corner, trying to get that summer body. And uh I hadn't I, I didn't go to the gym all the the entire month of March. Um uh, so I went back or not April, April, the entire month of April. And um wow, I forgot that they got him in there. Yeah, they 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 got him in there. They they, they I miss the gym. I miss the gym. I didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely, I'll definitely be back. Uh, it, I mean, I'm, uh, I'll save that conversation for. I'll, I'll save that conversation. Not that won't be a daily show. That'll be that'll be whenever uh, we do the group setting again. Um, but yeah, hey, hey. If you don't go to the gym, go to the gym. PSA, <laughs> go to the gym. You won't be disappointed. If anything, you'll work harder. As a matter of fact, I would just go in there. Hey, fuck it. Fuck the bullshit. Hey, look, you know, I'm just chilling. You know, I was like, I'm going to squat a little bit. You know, I'm going to do like 225. Like, shit, I ain't fucking playing football no more. Like, I ain't got to be out here, like, doing nothing crazy. Like, shit, like 225, that's damn near my body weight these days. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'll knock it out. You know, you know, man, whatever. And then, I mean, we got, you know, we got, you know, we got, you know. 
got this girl over here, you know what I'm saying? She trying to get her little squats in, doing her little good mornings and everything. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, that's a bit. I was like, hey, hey, shit, out of nowhere, like, I started feeling good. I was like, hey, yo, what's up? Hey, go ahead and put, hey, go, 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 go put 275 on the bar. Oh, that, oh, okay, yeah, this ain't shit. Oh, okay, yeah, I feel, oh, oh, you like that? Oh, yeah, no, you know, I'm just chilling, I'm just chilling, I'm just chilling. Hey, go ahead and put 315 on the bar, man, shit, you ain't saying shit to me, nigga, let's get it, let's get it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, we killing that shit, yeah, yeah, my nigga, yeah, bam, bam, yeah, yeah, oh, y'all seen that? Oh, yeah, no, what's up, I like the little work y'all doing over there, too, oh, yeah, no, cool, oh, no, no, squad, no, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we played football back in the day, oh, yeah, it was cool, yeah, 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 oh, this whole thing, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's cool, cool, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, I went to UTSA, yeah, oh, did you get drafted? Oh, no, no, yeah, undrafted, undrafted, undrafted. I mean, telling people I was undrafted is not a lie. I didn't say I signed a contract. I just said I was I was undrafted. I was I was I was undrafted. If you, if you imply that that means that I had a I'm an undrafted free agent, and you know, that's your dumbass. Also, if you care about women. Black women in particular. You have to not only tell them the uncomfortable truths, but you have to hold them accountable for their fuck shit. You can't let them get off, even even if it's true. Oh, I was wilding because I was on my period. You know what? That might be the case. You might be telling the truth. But I don't give a fuck. We have to punish bad behavior. I won't go into any detail on that, but... Fellas, do not allow her to just absolve, absolve herself from accountability for fuck shit because she's on her period. Nah, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. Like, I can try to understand, but I don't owe you that. But I can try to understand because, well, <laughs> uh, um, this, I, I don't, I don't want to. We need male periods, though. We need men. We we should be able to get a three day window within the month where we could do whatever the fuck we want to do with no consequences. But you know why we don't have that? Because it would be the fucking purge. That's why we don't have that. I guess that just goes to say. Well, I guess oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. Um, punish bad behavior, fellas. If you, if you allow her to get away with one thing, then she'll just continue to the next thing, continue to the next thing, continue to the next thing. You got to put your foot down. She's not going to respect you if you don't put your foot down. So, yeah. Um, I'll leave it at that for today. Maybe I'll, um, maybe we'll go deeper into that on the group setting. Um, last but certainly not least, the uh, NFL draft. I do want to briefly talk about uh, UTSA. I watched a lot more of the NFL draft than I planned on doing this week or this weekend. Um, Tariq, uh, he he was projected, or from what I've seen and heard, was projected to go in like the second or third round. So I was like, oh shit, bet it's lit. So second round came by. It was at Friday. And I saw I was going to turn to the Minnesota and the Grizzlies game six. But then I'm seeing best available and it was best available DBs. And I saw number five, Tariq Wool in UTSA. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. He finna, he finna get picked up. Oh, man, I got to tune in. I got to see when the road runner get picked up. I got to see this. 
So I'm flipping back and forth, and I actually ended up watching majority of the draft more than I watched the game. I was somewhat disappointed about that, but I mean, I was able to catch the important parts of the game. And uh, the draft went on, and Tariq wasn't taken. I was like, damn. But I, he continued to climb up the best available list. So I was like, okay, okay, whatever, whatever. All right, then. Well, fuck it. I mean, shit, draft starts early on Saturday. Uh, I'll start watching. I'll, I'll see when he goes. And I'm, I'm seeing him the entire time on the ticker. Best available, best available, UTSA. And I was like, yeah, nigga, UTSA. Yeah, let's go, let's go. Third round, third round went by. I was like, damn. I thought they said, like, you know, he's 6'4", you know, you run a 4'2", you know, like, I mean, I thought, I thought, yeah, y'all ain't like that, y'all ain't like that. Then the same, apparently, the same red flags that I mentioned, he was a former receiver, um, and if you're that tall, that fast, and you used to play receiver and you get moved to defense, that means you can't catch. That, that That's what that means. Um, and, and since they ended up saying the exact same thing, you know, the actual analysts, the people that, you know, y'all say know what they're doing or know what they know, know everything. Well, they said the exact same thing that I was saying. So like no slight, no disrespect. That's just the fact of the matter. If you're that tall and that fast, you play offense, you play offense. That's the, like, that's just what it is in this day and age. Um, anyway, third round goes by. He's not drafted. Fourth round's going. I'm like, damn. Damn. And like I'll be seeing Team Knees corner. And I'll be like, best available, Tariq Woolen. There he is. They'll take some other nigga. I'm like, what the fuck is this? They take some other nigga. Take some other nigga. Take some other nigga. I'm like, God damn. And you know, we had hopes of getting three guys drafted. And then I think it was the fourth round, the 29th pick of the fourth round, the San Francisco 49ers select Spencer Burford. Uh, you offensive tackle UTSA. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Well, he was definitely you know one of the ones we expected to go, but like, I don't think anybody expected him to go before Tariq. But I think he in a good situation in San Francisco. Um, I can't root for San Francisco because Glasgow likes them, so you know, fuck that. But um, I, I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that he's in a solid situation. They're always to seem to be um in the mix. So happy for him uh for that. And then um. About 10 picks later, start of the fifth round, Seattle Seahawks, Pete Carroll, my dog, USC, picked up Tariq Woolen. I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see that. That uh, They were talking about how he fits the mold of what the, uh, Steel- or the Steelers, the Seahawks like to be or used to be. Um, obviously, you know, Richard Sherman, he was a former receiver, but... Um, he could he could actually kind of catch, but maybe I guess just not well enough. I don't I don't under, I don't remember what caused his transition to um to corner, but um they actually you know they said hey you know hey maybe he could be like Richard Sherman. Hey, I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. Uh, that is quite lofty, quite lofty to put out there. Um, and then uh sincere sincere was not drafted, but he was invited to the uh rookie mini camp. Well, actually, last I saw, he signed an undrafted uh deal, so maybe he actually signed a deal. So, uh, congratulations to sincere. Um, UT had nobody drafted. Um, UTSA had you know two guys drafted, and then we had like four or five other guys who signed undrafted. So, um, happy for all of them. Um, I'm sure UT had some guys that draft or that got undrafted. Um considerations but um as far as um the university of texas is concerned um i think that's utsa now i think this has been discussed before um but obviously not like real realistically but i think that 
either the highest ranked University of Texas school system at the end of every season should be considered the University of Texas. I think that UT and UTSA, when they play September 17th, I believe, because they are going to play a couple of other times throughout this decade, and hopefully that's something that extends forever, I believe that that should be the University of Texas Bowl. The winner of that is the de facto University of Texas for that year. The other one will be referred to as University of Texas and the location. So, you know, we got UTEP, UT Austin, UT Arlington, UT Dallas, UT Rio Grande Valley, UTSA. I think we should have a UT conference. Now, all of those schools don't have football, so, you know, obviously, you know, it wouldn't work out. But maybe in the future. Maybe in the future, I think that'd be pretty dope. But um, as far as I'm concerned, November 17th, winner takes all. University of Texas. University of Texas. All right, y'all. That's it. Um, Appreciate y'all for listening. Promise there won't be any more poems this week. But I actually am working on something with uh, all the poems. And um, I'll keep y'all updated on that. But um, I'm, I'm... I got something in the tuck for y'all. Got something in the tuck. But uh, yeah, that's it. Appreciate y'all for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, and I will see y'all tomorrow.